Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here's your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. I am super excited about today's show. I'm going to be joined by John Lee Dumas, and we're going to talk about how to get your goals done and accomplished in 2016. And we're going to open up the interview with an exploration of a very creative technique that he's using to kickstart his brand new book. So even if you're not in the goal setting, you want to make sure to catch at least the first half of this interview. Also, if you want to reach out to me for any reason at all, podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com comes right to my inbox. I've got an awesome new discovery that I'm going to share with you right now. Helping you stay alive in a social jungle, here's this week's survival tip. I'm joined this week by Eric Fisher, and he has a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I have brought the BuzzSumo Chrome extension. You have bought it? I brought it. Oh, brought it. it. Okay. It's free. It's right. free. <laughs> Bring it. Bring it, bro. So tell me, what is it? What does it do? All right. Well, first and foremost, this shows you the share counts on any site that you're on for all of the different uh, social networks, so Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, Google+. It also gives you a couple other different cool tools. But the main thing that this fixes is the issue of the Twitter share count API being shut off by Twitter. Okay. And for those of you that are not familiar with what Eric is talking about, Twitter, um, by the time this airs, will have already shut off their um, uh, the, the API that allows third-party tools to collect Twitter counts on articles. And um, the developer community has been in a big uproar. And a lot of those social tools that you and us use that show these total tweet counts, many of them will stop working properly because the Twitter counts are not going to be included. A lot of developers are actively working to address this. And this particular plugin supposedly does that. Is that right, Eric? It does. I've tested it. As of this morning, and actually I'm looking at it again right now, I have it installed on Chrome. I am sitting on a brand new social media article, uh, social media examiner article from today. And as of hours into its release this day, it's got 2,000K or 2K, 2,000 total uh, average Twitter shares uh, on this article. So then I'm also looking at this BuzzSumo. And I should say, we, we, were, we have been using Sumo Me as our social sharing and uh, sidebar widget, and it shows that on, on that article. But then I, I look at the Buzz Sumo, and it says right now, it says 1.9. So it's just shy of the 2K. Sumo Me may, may be rounding up, but it's accurate. 
And, yeah, and we're recording this before too. Twitter shut off its API. So, so what I hear you saying is this tool, which is a plugin, is going to tell those of us that have blogs what our accounts are. But I guess what it won't do is it won't display that in a social proof kind of way on the blog, will it? Unfortunately, no, not okay. for Twitter. <laughs> Got it. So I guess the use case here is if you want to know or if you track as one of your metrics the number of shares on Twitter that you get with any particular piece of content, by simply installing this Chrome plugin, it will reveal that data for you. Is that, is that, is that what we're, am I hearing that right? Yes, that's exactly it. Okay, so what's the name of the plugin? It's called the BuzzSumo Chrome Extension. Okay, and does it cost anything? It's free. You just go to, uh, you can actually probably just type in BuzzSumo on the Chrome extension store place. It's not a store. They don't sell it. But when you go there to where you'd add Chrome extensions or go to BuzzSumo and just type in Chrome extension, you'll find it there. Now, is it true that you need to have some sort of a BuzzSumo account in order for this to work? Yes. What it does require you to do, it has a pop-up that says, you know, sign in with BuzzSumo. However, a free account is good enough for this to work. So, Gotcha. Now, um, it does cost, obviously, BuzzSumo to, to use the, the new API that they're using to get this data. So there's probably a limit to how many different um, articles you can look at in any given day to capture these metrics. Is there anything else this plugin does other than give you the the individual social network share counts on each page and the aggregate? Is that the whole of what it does? It actually breaks out. It actually does some of the other stuff that BuzzSumo itself is really good at, which is you can view uh, the Twitter. You can see who the Twitter users are who shared that page. You can view the backlinks pointing to that page. You can view the content, other content from that author as well as see some of the most shared content on that site and even analyze that website. Just out of curiosity, where does it display that data? Does it like float over the top of the article or is there like some sort of a special page you have to go to to actually see the metrics? When you click the extension, it brings up a a rectangle that kind of covers over the page a little bit and it gives you, again, those social share breakdowns. But then it also says page actions and gives you some choices. And if I click that, it actually brings up a separate page inside BuzzSumo, hence why you would need to have uh, a BuzzSumo account. But it starts showing you, know, you know, who has shared that article today. So, for example, I'm seeing all the people that have shared that article today. Very cool. So um, it sounds like uh, if you just Google BuzzSumo Chrome extension, uh, it comes up at chrome.google.com and then a whole bunch of other stuff. And then boom, you see BuzzSumo. That's perhaps the easiest way to get there, um, I would imagine. Um, Well, that sounds really exciting, first of all, because this is the first tool that we've heard of that has figured out a way to deal with this new Twitter API issue. So everybody go check it out. The BuzzSumo Chrome extension, B-U-Z-Z-S-U-M-O. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top-tier guests who have been on my show 
are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Since today's show is about planning for the future and planning for 2016, have you thought about planning for your professional development for 2016? If you haven't, maybe you should. What better way to do that than by checking out Social Media Marketing World 2016? Now, why do I say this is good for professional development? Well, we have over 100 sessions led by the top experts in the world on all sorts of different topics. First of all, every major social network you can imagine is covered, social strategy, analytics. But this year, we've added something really cool. There are 90 to 100-minute workshops at no added cost that come with your ticket, and they go into more professional development kind of things. For example, how do you write a sales letter? How do you improve your public speaking? How do you get your voice improved for those of you that are podcasters? How do you do videos? How do you do all the kinds of professional development things that are kind of things we didn't learn in college, but are necessary for the job of the modern marketer? Check it out. I think you'll really love it. Thousands of your peers are going to be in sunny, warm San Diego at Social Media Marketing World 2016. If you book your ticket before the end of the year, you can get in for less than $1,000. Visit smmw16.com. I know you'll love it, and I'm looking forward to seeing you in person. Okay, with that, let's transition over to today's awesome interview with John Lee Dumas. To help simplify your social safari, here's this week's special guest. I'm very excited to be joined today by John Lee Dumas. John is the host of Entrepreneur on Fire, a daily podcast where he interviews entrepreneurs. He has published over 1,000 podcast interviews, and along the way, he's discovered a lot, so much so that he's recently published a brand new book called The Freedom Journal, Accomplish Your Goals in 100 Days. John, welcome to the show. Mike, I'm ecstatic to be here. We are both San Diegans, but it seems like we hang out on Skype more than anything else. Well, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of work to do, my friend. Isn't that the life of the entrepreneur? So true. And this technology allows us to get stuff done where it would be a lot harder if we had to meet face-to-face. And John has been on the show before, once or twice, but mostly with another guest. So this is his first original appearance on the show. Yes. And I'm really excited today to explore with you, John, a topic that I know is on a lot of people's minds right now, which is how do we set goals for 2016, 2017, whatever year people happen to be listening to this, and how do we really gear up to have our best year ever? So that's what John and I are going to explore today. But before uh, we dig into that, the marketer in me wants to explore the marketer in John a little bit. And um, what I want to talk to you about, John, is how are you going to be promoting this new book, or how have you been promoting this new book? Because I always like to kind of dig under the cover a little bit and and uh, reveal kind of what it is you have going. And I'm sure you have some pretty cool ideas that you're going to be implementing. So tell me more about what your plan is to promote the book. 
So I have some really cool ideas, and I will say a lot of thoughts in marketing went behind this because this has been my 2015 project. So I basically spent a year with the just production, the everything that went behind the Freedom Journal has, has taken me 12 months to really produce into the form it is now. And that includes what is now going to be the marketing piece, which I'm launching on January 4th via Kickstarter. And, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the pre-interview chat, Mike, but I'm really excited about using Kickstarter as a platform in a very non-traditional way. So excited to talk about it because there's some cool things that authors can do on Kickstarter that a lot of other platforms don't allow for. I'd love to. And um, for those that uh, want to check out the show notes, which I'll reference later on, um, in the show notes, I, I did interview Seth Godin when he used Kickstarter to launch his nice. book, The Icarus Deception. And that was quite an interesting story for folks that want to dig a little deeper into this. But getting back to your, first of all, why Kickstarter, John? Let's start there. I will say Seth Godin was an inspiration on some levels for what he was doing with the Icarus Deception. I loved that idea and seeing what he did with it was super powerful. But with the Freedom Journal, it is a little bit different for a number of reasons. Number one, I really wanted this book to have a significant impact, not just on people who actually purchase the book and invest in themselves to give themselves the gift of accomplishing their number one goal, but I wanted it to go further. And so I searched around and actually went through my archives with EO Fire. And one of my favorite past guests is Adam Braun of Pencils of Promise, just a great organization. They build schools in developing countries. I actually donated $25,000 in 2015 to build a school in Ghana, which I'm so excited to go visit here in 2016 and beyond. And so I wanted to partner with him on this venture and do a really cool launch with the Freedom Journal in conjunction with Pencils of Promise. And to do that, we did a lot of talking and we really decided that Kickstarter was a great platform for this reason. So we could partner together and say, hey, we're gonna have a lot of different reward levels. We actually have 35 different reward levels on our Kickstarter campaign. And they allow us to do really cool things, Mike. Like one cool thing is 60 people who join at a certain level, who actually pledge a certain level, are going to go through the Freedom Journals 100 days and accomplish their goal. Then I'm going to bring them on EO Fire at some time in 2016 and talk about that journey that they went through. So it's going to be a really cool experience for me, the author, but also for the people that go through it. And then there's 34 other levels that are like that, that are really going to be able to raise a lot of money in this Kickstarter campaign because as we hit our different funding goals, I'm actually going to be donating personally on behalf of Fire Nation $25,000 to build a school in a developing country each time we hit a funding goal to Pencils of Promise. So it allows us to really do a lot of cool things, get the word out, uh, partner with a great company like Pencils of Promise, who is a for-profit charity. So they're really looking to, to build a great business and what they're doing and do some great things in the world. So that's kind of one thing that I wanted to dive into. Okay, now hold on a second. I want to I I just sure. dig a little deeper on this. So... Um, what made you decide to partner with a cause and how, how is that going to help your book? Um, I, I mean, just, you know, let's just unravel this a little bit. Like, do you, have you found that when people collaborate with causes, they're able to get people to act more? 
I've definitely seen that. I mean, I'm a big believer in like Tom's shoes who does that partnership where every time someone buys a pair of shoes, another pair of shoes is, you know, given to a, a person in a third world or developing country. And there's a lot of things that are going on like that in this world that people can just really get behind because for me, it was really going back to, to looking at 2012, 13, and 14, which financially were very successful years for EO Fire. And me saying, you know, I really want to now move into the realm of significance. I just want to have success, but move that su success into significance so I can really impact this world in a positive way. And what better way for me to do that than to allow Fire Nation to do so as well? Because not everybody can write a check for 25K and, and build a school in a developing country, but people can spend $35, $25 for a journal knowing that part of those proceeds are going to be actually uh, building a school in a developing country. So I wanted to give that gift to people that wanted to really just see the good in what we were doing here with the Freedom Journal. So is the idea that, I mean, do you have a goal? How much are you looking to raise with your Kickstarter campaign? So we do have a pretty audacious goal. Our first level is a $50,000 level. So we're hoping to hit that pretty quickly. So that'll be the first funding goal. And then I immediately write a check for $25,000 to build a school in a developing country. And then we just have funding goals after that at three fifty, seven hundred, and a million. So I'm a big believer, Mike, in shooting for the moon because if you miss, you're still going to be amongst the stars. So the idea here is that half of the money that's collected is going to go to Pencils of Promise. And then the other half is going to be f to fulfill the obligations um, that you have with the rewards, like the books and all that stuff. Is that about right? It is right. And what's really unique about what we're doing is I'm not actually using Kickstarter as a way to raise funds and then go ahead and produce the books. Like I've actually already spent you know, close to $200,000 now producing over 20000 of the Freedom Journals. They are completed. They are actually on a slow boat as we speak into LA right now to be distributed to an Amazon warehouse and a Shipwire warehouse as well. So they're going to be ready to be basically sent to people who um, pledge to the campaign the very following month. So if you pledge in January, your book's going to be at your doorstep in February, which will be really cool and kind of unique for, for Kickstarter. So we're not using Kickstarter to raise funds to actually make that thing. We're doing it as a great platform that's going to allow us to really generate a lot more marketing, a lot more exposure, and really have people see, hey, there's 35 different ways that I can do this. I don't just have to buy the book because that's my only option. I can buy the book. I can get the audio version. I can join a live webinar with John. I can actually buy John for a day. I have two levels where you can actually have a day with JLD. So there's 35 different options for people that just, you know, may want something different than just the physical book itself. You know, one of the things Seth Godin told me is he actually, um, he actually spent more fulfilling his book. He raised a half a million, I think. And he's, yeah. he spent more fulfilling it than he actually did collecting than the collection of the money. So, um, I think what I hear you saying is you got to have some sort of uh, this has to be the beginning of something, right? I mean, this is this is not the entire launch, and you know, unlike traditional book publishers, both him and you have have produced this book on your own, and he he produced and pre-sold this book before he ended up going with a major publisher. Right. Is this going to be a goal to try to get also a major publisher, or are you going to keep this in house? I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. 
I'm looking to keep this in-house. I've really developed a great system. I mean, I have a team called Product, and they actually go to the uh, factory in China, so they vetted that whole system out. We have a great streamlined process, so I know the exact cost of the Freedom Journal. It's cool. just around right around $7. So I know that when I actually go and sell on Amazon and other places for $35, I still will have profit even after shipping's included. Just, um, I know there was one other, I know there was a few other things I want to, yeah. I want to get to the goal setting side of it, but if there was any other cool things you're planning on doing on the marketing, I think people might be intrigued in that. And then we'll transition over to talking about goal setting. Yeah. So we're doing a really cool launch party actually here in San Diego, Mike, your invitations in the mail. And I, and I mean that for real, it actually is, <laughs> but we're doing a really cool launch party here in San Diego. And I think that's just cool to have, you know, 150, 200 people that are going to be there at the launch party. We're going to be streaming it live. So people around the world can tune in and this is going to all happen on January 4th. So whenever you can build up buzz for something, I think you should. And so we're really going to be having a really cool launch party on January 4th. And we're also going to be having a campaign ending party on February 5th because it's a 33-day campaign. So the day that we're actually going to be closing down the campaign at the end of those 33 days on Kickstarter, we're going to have a party for that as well. So launch parties, I think, are really cool. Somebody that's done this very effectively on a recent New York Times bestseller is Lewis House. He traveled around the country having launch parties and they've worked out very effectively. On December 9th, he did one here in San Diego. And there's just some really cool energy buzz and, you know, really kind of adds a lot of insight and focus onto the actual promotional book itself. Well, I know a lot of people are going to want to watch what you're doing. Where do they go to find this? And then we'll transition. And it might be the same place they go to get the book, but do you have a URL you can send them to? Yeah, it's all the same exact place, thefreedomjournal.com. Cool. So a lot of people probably really appreciated understanding that. And I'm sure there's plenty of people that have books in the back of their brain and are looking for new ways to yeah. launch. And this is a cool, cool idea. So um, let's step back now. Why did you decide to write a book on this topic on goal setting? I mean, I know you've been talking to, like I mentioned earlier, a, a huge number of entrepreneurs and you could have picked any topic. You chose goal setting. Why? So as we're speaking right now, I actually just finished my number 1,231st interview for EO Fire. So I'm well over 1,200 interviews now for EO Fire. And so I get asked the question all the time, and it's really been happening since 2012. People are saying, John, you've interviewed all these successful and inspiring entrepreneurs. What's the silver bullet? What's the magical recipe to their success? Because they're all successful. They're all inspiring what are they doing that's so different? Like everybody wants that magic bullet. So I do always step back first and say, well, number one, it's called hard work. Every single one of the people on my show has worked incredibly hard, often for an incredibly long period of time to achieve the success that they've achieved. None of them, I haven't had one guess has been an overnight success, uh, myself included. It's been hard work. It's been focus. It's been energy. However, stepping back and giving that a little space, I've also been able to see that there is one major commonality with all of my guests. They know how to set and accomplish goals. Mm -hmm. And one thing that we do really well at EO Fire is we poll our audience and we do surveys and we're always engaging, interacting on social media, et cetera. And consistently coming back, I can read between the lines and also there's just in there in black and white, my listeners, Fire Nation, struggle setting and accomplishing goals. So I saw that disparity. 
Successful guests of EO Fire set and accomplish goals like rock stars. Unsuccessful listeners and people within Fire Nation that are struggling don't know how to set and accomplish goals. So I knew that this was something that I could solve. I didn't want to do it the quick and easy way, which would have been a PDF or something online like an app, because I knew that that wouldn't be as impactful as what now we have created, which by the way, took a year to source the materials, to just get the illustrations, to do it done right, which is now a leather, gorgeous, gold embossed bound journal that just sits there on your desk and just says, hey, I am your accountability partner. I am going to teach you how to set and accomplish your number one goal in 100 days. How do you define goal? So for me, goal, number one, needs to be a SMART goal. And a lot of people don't even really understand what a SMART goal is. So they just kind of set any goal and they wonder why they never achieve it. So it's very critical to start defining, excuse me, to start defining a goal as a SMART goal. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. If it doesn't have those five qualities, it's not a goal. And that's why we actually start the Freedom Journal off teaching you, the individual, exactly how to set that SMART goal. Because now once you set that SMART goal, now you can go forward in the accomplishment of that goal. But until then, you're kind of just hanging in the winds. So you said specific, measurable. What were the other ones? Attainable, relevant, time-bound. So it's an acronym called SMART, S-M-A-R-T, Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, Time-Bound. Critical, you have all five of those factors. I didn't make up that acronym. It's been around for a while, but it's perfect for the obvious reasons. Yep. That's really cool. Um, And I want to ultimately get back to an example that meets all of those requirements. But before I do, let's back up for a second. Um, Not everybody knows that you were in the military. Army, is that right? Yes, eight years. So how did what did you learn in the military that um, that maybe helped you helped you maybe get this your own you know, how can I say this? Did your military training help you with your goal setting? Incredibly uh, a lot. For me, two thousand and one happened, September eleventh, two thousand one. I was a senior in college. I know everybody can picture right now where they were. Well, I was at my college as a senior Army ROTC cadet. So, you know, there I was on September 10th being like, okay, I'm going to spend four years in the Army kind of doing this, doing that, but nothing too serious to September 11th saying, wow, we're probably going to war. And sure enough, I was commissioned as an officer in 2002. I was actually the first round of officers commissioned uh, post 9-11. And within a year, I was in Iraq as an armored platoon leader in charge of four tanks and 16 men. Now, the crazy thing is, is that, you know, we have timelines, Mike, for this kind of deployment, et cetera. But that all just got dashed because all of a sudden, like we have, you know, terrorists to take care of. We have weapons of mass destruction that are everywhere, supposedly. So, you know, we're being deployed overseas to do that in a much abbreviated deployment schedule. Well, you had a so, crash course really in time it was, management. It was a crash you? course yeah. because, you know, I had three months to do what should have taken a year to deploy. I mean, we were having to ship our equipment to Beaumont, Texas, have it, you know, shipped over to the Persian Gulf, unloading in Kuwait, driving up to back. I mean, it was a whole thing. I mean, this takes a lot of time. This is These are 77 tons. Um, you know, these are massive, massive vehicles. So, It was an abbreviated timeline. I learned so quickly the value of Parkinson's law, which is tasks will expand to the time allotted, and Pareto's principle too, Mike, which is so key, is that, hey, 
80% of the stuff that you're doing isn't really resulting in the 20% of the success that you want. So just get rid of that excess stuff and focus on your core 20. So all those things were in play. I got a crash course in time management and I never lost those lessons. Did they actually teach you or was this like baptism by fire and you just had to figure it out? It was a combination of both. I mean, there's a ton of on-the-job training as a military officer, and they just expect that from day one. I mean, when you're trained to be a tank officer, you are trained to be a loader, a gunner, the driver, and the actual tank commander, all four positions. So you are on-the-job training, and there's definitely that, but there definitely is that structure in place by the military, too. You know, we took courses, and we were in a, you know, almost a year-long class where we were learning the fundamentals of being a leader. Did you find that that experience going to war and working under what seemed like impossible scenarios yet still accomplishing your objectives, did you find that that was a good setup for when you started your podcast and your business? It seemed like we were in impossible scenarios, Mike, just like you said. But when we accomplished those, I said, man, what's not possible? If we can do this... What is impossible? And so then when I was able to, you know, leave the military after my service was over and and go off into the entrepreneurial world, I had a completely different perspective than a lot of people. I said, man, like I know that putting together this website is going to be stressful, but, you know, it's not driving my tank into a firefight in downtown Fallujah. Like this is stuff that I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow no matter what. So let's just focus. Let's just get this done and realize that, you know, this is capable of being completed in a timely manner. So definitely. Did you find it frustrating when you were working with people that weren't under the same code of conduct? Because, you know, in the military, everybody's, there's that rank order and everybody follows, you know, their orders and and has that same sense of urgency where that's not necessarily the case when you're dealing with contractors and stuff. Reintegration into the civilian world is so difficult for officers because we come from this mindset and this bubble in this world that, hey, we show up and we get stuff done. Like I can never, I'll never forget the first time I stepped into a corporate office and somebody said they were going to do something and they didn't. And I looked to other people, I'm like, but he said he was going to do this. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> and you're surprised that he did it. And I'm like, yeah, because that didn't happen in the army because that is a matter of life and death. Somebody would die if, if you didn't do what you said you were going to do. Right. And so it was just to me mind blowing that that wasn't just the code of conduct in the world, but it was something I had to adjust to. Awesome. So um, I, I just, you know, I find that often very interesting. Like even when I came out of my master's program, you know, and you're surrounded in master, you know, when you're in your master's program where everybody's seriously committed and speaking the same language and the same kind of codes and stuff. And then you go into the real world and you're like, whoa, (laughs) (laughs) the bubble of the university is burst. It's, it's not nearly as intense, I'm sure as the military, but similar. So, um, let's step back for a second. So let's say that I've got some ideas of, of, uh, some goals that I want to set for, for next year or for this year, depending on when you're listening to this. Um, where do I start? Do I start with this acronym or do I start somewhere else? I'm talking just ground zero. Ground zero. And I think the best thing to do here is to bring in an actual example and we can just kind of walk through it because yeah, it's that's so cool. critical. Now let's use an example that a lot of people, you know, are, are going to be going through uh, myself likely included. I can tell you if I'm on the same path that I am right now, come January, I'm going to want to lose, uh, I'm going to want to lose a little bit of weight. I'm not going to lie. Yep. That's going to be a focus of mine come January because I'm going to be taking some vacations. I'm going to be eating some uh, Christmas pudding. You know, it's going to happen. It's just a reality. So a lot of people make this massive mistake and they say, okay, it's January. I want to lose weight. 
And that's their goal. Like that is their goal. They want to lose weight. Now, what does that not have? Well, anything of the SMART acronym. So let's just, it's so simple. This is such a simple goal, but let's just simplify it on the barest level and just show you how much of a difference this makes. I want to lose 10 pounds in 45 days. Boom. Now you've just set it out. You are specific. You want to lose 10 pounds. It's measurable. It's those 10 pounds that you want to lose. You can jump on the scale, right? You can jump on the scale. Boom. It's right there. Is it attainable? Yes, it is. And that's where a lot of people mess up too. You know, I want to lose 10 pounds in five days. Like that's not really going to be a sustainable goal because you're probably just losing water weight. It's not enough time. Like you're not doing it the right way. So make it attainable. So okay. 10 pounds in yeah, 45 pa- pause days. Pause for a check. second here. So yeah. I, I, let's say I want to lose 50 pounds in 45 days. I mean, like I might think it's attainable. I mean, how do we know it's really attainable? And, and that's a good question. I will say this is where you do need to do some research and go online. And, and you know, if you are morbidly obese, then losing 50 pounds in 45 days could be a possibility for you by making some pretty smart choices when it comes to what you eat and the exercise that you're not doing now and you might be doing then. Right. So it's really good to go online. There's a lot of great places to learn the, you know, really what you can do at certain weights and certain not. Right. Okay, cool. So we know it's specific uh, because it's got a number on it, 10 pounds, and it's measurable and, and, and we presume it's attainable for you. What's the next part? Next part is relevant. And this is where people make a lot of mistakes because they set these goals. But then the reality is the goals don't really matter in their lives that much. And so they lose momentum, they lose motivation and enthusiasm for it. So they just never end up succeeding in that goal. But no, is losing 10 pounds in 45 days relevant to you? Yes, because you want to be healthier, you want to look better, you want to be in better shape, all of these things. So it is relevant. And then that final point is time bound. Boom, 45 days. You have a hard stop. And now the critical thing is, what are your checkpoints between now and day 45 to actually accomplish that smart goal that you've now set? Before we get to the checkpoints, I want to zoom back in on relevance. Um, how do we know it's relevant or maybe it's relevant today, but not tomorrow, you know, like maybe I want to write a book and uh, perhaps that's far too broad. Maybe I want to write a book within a year. Maybe I want to write a book on entrepreneurship within a year. Um, But the question of relevance, no, that's, that's an interesting one. I might lose a little bit of my, you know, desire. How do we know it's relevant? Good question. And we can use a quick example of like, let's say you want to start a podcast. All right. Well, there's some specific things you need to do to start a podcast. I can tell you one of those things, if you have a goal to grow to 10,000 Twitter followers in the next 100 days. Well, if you really sit down and look at your goal of creating, launching, growing, and monetizing a podcast, that isn't a super relevant goal in that. That can be a nice thing that you add to your plate later on as you're going forward, but that's not one of the core competencies that you need. So is this relevant to your goal that you're doing right now? Is it a have to have or just a nice to have? Yeah, it'd be nice to have 10,000 followers when I launch my podcast, but it's not a have to have. I don't have to have a Twitter account or Twitter followers in the five figures to launch a podcast. Got it. Um, You were going to mention some of the steps along the way or something along those lines? Yeah. So now you've set that smart goal. And, you know, for the example of the Freedom Journal, I chose 100 days. And this was after a lot of studying, a lot of research. 100 days just made sense for so many reasons. It's not 
not, it's just not so far out where you're like, oh my God, like I have a year before I accomplish this goal. But at the same time, it's not too short of a time period where you can't accomplish anything of, you know, really sustainability or something that you can just really be proud of that's going to benefit you in a major way. So a hundred days was just that, that right number for a lot of reasons, but still within those hundred days, you can't just be this ship that's kind of swerving back and forth as you're trying to get to your destination. You need checkpoints along the way to make sure that you stay on point. So within the Freedom Journal, we start day one with your first of 10 10-day sprints. These are what I call the micro goals. So every 10 days, you're actually setting a micro goal that's going to get you 10% closer to that actual 100 uh, percent or 100th day. So, you know, going back to losing 10 pounds, and let's say that's in 100 days now. That'd be one you know, pound every 10 days. One pound every 10 days. So that's attainable. You can, you can say, hey, I can, I can wrap my head around that. That's a micro goal for me. So you set that goal. And then, of course, every single day and night, there's a day side and then there's a night side. You know, we've broken down different things you need to go through to actually make sure that you are on that micro goal path. And at the end of those 10 days, you do a little bit of a 10-day sprint review where you look back and say, hey, did I accomplish this goal? Why or why not? What do I need to now do to go forward? Because let's say you get to you know, your four sprints and you've only lost three pounds. Well, guess what? Now you get to step up and say, hey, how can I lose two pounds in the next 10 days to get back on track? So that's really critical that you have these micro goals keeping you attuned every step of the way. I like this because so often we come up with these crazy ideas that we want to accomplish and we don't think about all the little steps that are necessary to get right. there, right? I mean, in the case of weight, it's it, this is a very simple goal, right? I mean, we're, if we're talking something significantly more complicated, like writing a book in 100 days, which is totally doable. Totally. You know, and you start thinking about all the things that you got to do, you know, um, it, it, it might be overwhelming to just take take on the whole task, but it's like you're just eating a little piece at a time, right? And when, and when you have a lot of little goals, then you feel like you're making momentum and a sense of accomplishment, and that's what keeps you going. Am I right? Yeah, and I love that quote, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Like, it's really that simple. Now, you've got a bunch of exercises throughout the book, right? ton of exercises. <laughs> so what what's the value of the exercises, and maybe can you give an example of one of them, if you can remember one? So everything in the Freedom Journal can just continues to point you and to recorrect and to pivot and to adjust you towards that 100-day goal. And I think a great example of this, Mike, is like if you take off from San Diego in a plane and you're going to New York City, you're going to adjust midair a million times because of the air, because of the wind, because of the humidity, whatever it is. The actual plane is adjusting a million times during that flight to get you to that exact destination. Even a 1% off if it wasn't corrected, you'd land in like Quebec instead of New York City. That's just the reality. So that's what we need to do over these 100 days. It's these little minute um, adjustments every single day and then every single night, accomplishing those 10-day sprints and then looking back over them and making sure that you, know, you actually had the right 10-day sprint and how you can improve the next one. And one of the great exercises that we have is I call them quarterly reviews. Mm. So every 25 days, day 25, day 50, and day 75, it is a full two pages that just goes through, hey, what's happened the last 25 days? What were your two major struggles? What were your two major wins? Like what's working over the past 25 days? Again, 25% of your, of your entire goal, these 100 days. 
And where do I need to adjust? Where do I need to pivot to pivot moving forward? And then again, that happens at day 50. That ha- happens at day 75. So not only are you accomplishing these micro goals every 10 days, but you're having an overall quarterly review every 25 days to make sure that, hey, I'm not getting lost in the weeds, just like I'm not getting too aerial. You know, let's just say that there is no micro goals. You would just be like Ariel. You'd be looking at the at the forest from above. You wouldn't be in the trees at all. You can get lost doing that. But on the flip side, if you're just focusing on the micro goals, you might be too far into the weeds that you're not actually seeing that big picture, that big goal. So these 25-day quarterly reviews keep you on that. And that exercise is critical to the success. Well, I love that. I mean, and you know, to, uh, I have a bunch of people that work for me. And one of the things that I make them do every week is give me reports. And, uh, you know, in those reports, they're talking about all the things that they have accomplished in the last week and the things that are in the way that of them accomplishing what they need to do next. And, um, you know, I do it on a weekly basis with my staff because they're, you know, we have crazy audacious objectives that we have to accomplish in the company, <laughs> but it's so easy to not do that step or to forget to do those kinds of reviews. And then all of a sudden you realize, wow. Um, just the process of going back and looking at what you've accomplished and thinking about it is actually quite powerful, isn't it? So powerful. What about accountability? Um, I think a lot of people that take on a big goal, while your book can help them, do you recommend that they also find someone else that can kind of hold them to some of these goals? Is there any value with that? So I can give you some concrete examples here. Now, a community that we run is called Podcasters Paradise. We have over 2,700 members to date. We're continually adding more people who are looking to uh, create, grow, and monetize their own podcast. So it's been an incredibly successful community, over 2,700 members. But about six months ago, we came up with this idea And now every time somebody joins, we give them the opportunity to say, hey, fill out this quick accountability matchmaking form and we will match you up with an accountability partner. And we take a lot of time and and put a lot of effort into this. We actually hired a new staff member just to do this matchmaking process because we have so many people that are taking advantage of this as they join every single day. And so we will match you up with an accountability partner or if you want a a little mastermind of three or four people, whatever you think is gonna be more beneficial for you. And actually, interestingly enough, most people choose either three or four person masterminds because I think they find it a little less daunting to have a couple more people in the group. We have seen such a decrease in churn rate from that. People that actually get mashed up with an accountability partner, they are finding so much more success, having so much more happiness and having so much more enjoyment out of the Podcasters Paradise community. It has been the best move that we have made. So accountability partners and masterminds simply work. And you as an entrepreneur who's setting a goal that you want to accomplish have to have accountability. And that's going back to the Freedom Journal, why I did not create just this virtual thing that can be hidden on your desktop, that can be hidden in one of the folders on your iPhone. This is a big book. And Mike, I sent you one of these things. Like this isn't a little journal. This yeah, no, is- you could use it to hit somebody over the head and really hurt them. <laughs> not so that I dope. advise that. Yeah. <laughs> Unless that's your goal. <laughs> 
That's good. And so this is a physical book that is like, it's got some girth to this baby. I mean, you hold on to it. You're like, man, this is a, it's 300 pages. It's gold embossed. It's leather. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's hardback, I think. It's, yeah, it's yeah. hardback. It's, it's the whole nine yards. Like We spent a ton of time, energy, and money making this thing beautiful because I want it to be on people's desks. I want people to take it to the coffee shop. I want it to be on their bedstand so they see it and it's just staring at them and saying, hey, I am your accountability partner. You set your goal X number of days ago. We're going to accomplish this thing together. And I created a completely free app that goes along with it that every single day it'll notify you if you so choose to cool. turn these notifications on. It'll say, hey, have you done your morning, uh, your, your, your day goals yet? Have you done your night goals? Is your 10-day sprint uh, complete yet? Like it knows when to notify you on the right things. It's just that, that little extra accountability partner and we have a Facebook group for people that purchase the Freedom Journal and within that Facebook group we're going to encourage people to match up and become accountability partners for their goals throughout those 100 days and that is going to be of huge success for the people that take us up on that. Well, um, this is exciting and uh, I know that a lot of people, well I guess one question is, is this just for entrepreneurs? No, absolutely not. This is really the most broad thing I've ever done. At EO Fire, we have very specific interviews. We interview successful entrepreneurs. We talk about their journey. It is for the budding, the newbie, the solopreneur, the entrepreneur, the sidepreneur, like people that are about to take that leap. It's a very specific interview format. Right. The Freedom Journal is for people that want to set and accomplish a goal in 100 days. And it really could be any goal, right? It could be you work for a company and you want to try to accomplish something at work. It could be a personal goal. I would imagine it could be anything, right? Run a marathon. Yeah. Lose weight. You want to get 10,000 followers on Twitter to use a, you know, a prior something that we talked to anything. It could be anything. Right. Awesome. Well, um, why don't you tell people where they can get the book again? I know you mentioned it earlier, but tell them where they can find the book and then also tell them where they can find you if they want to check out some of the stuff you got going on. Cool. Well, all the magic with the Freedom Journal happens at thefreedomjournal.com. We are kicking off our campaign on January 4th. I'm super excited about that. And until January 4th, if you're listening to this before January 4th, 2016, Visit thefreedomjournal.com. We have a really cool interest list with some killer gifts for people that sign up and also first access to the Freedom Journal campaign when we do open those doors. If you're listening to this after uh, January 4th, but before February 5th, guess what? You're in the window of the Kickstarter campaign. We'd love to have you come check out the different 35 different reward levels and obviously give yourself the gift of the Freedom Journal and accomplishing your number one goal and give the gift of education to those who are less fortunate than us in developing countries, which is why we partnered with uh, Pencils of Promise. And everything else that I have going on, Mike, is at eofire.com. And as always, I loved chatting with you today. So um, thefreedomjournal.com, was that it? Yes. They can get, and if someone's listening to this after the February objective, are they still going to be able to find out more about the book at that URL? Absolutely. Awesome. John Lee Dumas, host of, uh, I guess, is, is it now called Eon Fire instead of Entrepreneur on Fire? Yeah, we uh, a little mix of both. Entrepreneur on Fire was where we were, were birthed as, but uh, we've kind of made a little transition to EO Fire. Because nobody be can a, spell, right? Because <laughs> nobody can spell and neither can I, um, but it could be another episode. Uh, we've also got a little uh, cease and desist from Entrepreneur Magazine, who obviously loves entrepreneurs. Wow. Right. That's kind of crazy. Who can own that word? That that's well. That's that uh, is yet a newer magazine. They they don't 
they can't own the word, but they they they're their uh, lawyers can bully you into not using it. That is crazy. Well, anybody who uh, <laughs> anybody who wants to check out, I'm going to call it Entrepreneur on Fire, and we can yes. let the magazine come after me if they want to. Good luck. <laughs> um, John Lee Dumas, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing uh, your insight, your background, how you're doing the marketing side of this, and how people can really you know, seriously take their goals to the next level for the future. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing all your insight. Thanks, Mike. Well, I hope you got a lot out of today's show. If you missed anything, well, you guess what? We take all the notes for you. It's very easy to find all those notes. Simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 177. That stands for episode 177. Wow. By the way, we've got a ton more awesome interviews and episodes planned for you. So if you don't want to miss a future episode and you're not already subscribed, hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast player you've got going on. And let me just end with a note. If you love this show, would you tell your friends about it? That's one of the easiest ways for us to grow our audience, and we really would appreciate it if you would consider doing that. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back in the driver's seat with you next week. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day. And may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.